Hello, beautiful. You are listening to episode 86 of the Africana Woman podcast. Chulu is my name. I am a writer, self-branding coach, entrepreneur, and mentor. This show is the home of African women's stories. We share ideas, triumphs, challenges, and lessons from our perspective as women. Our library is a step to cementing our place in history. Her story, your story, is powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to all the new listeners and welcome back family. I love, love, love you so, so much. Please click the subscribe button and you will get a notification every week that we put out a new episode. We are 13 conversations away from the 100th episode. Ah, so exciting. Before we talk about the 100th episode, There has been so much to celebrate this week. Now, every morning, as soon as my eyes open up, the first thing I do is remember all the beautiful things that have happened the day before. I literally wake up with a smile. And then part of my morning routine is to write a gratitude list right? So I used to do five things, but now I've bumped it up to 10, but I still go over that number. (laughs) So today I want to share my gratitude list for this week with you, and it's in no particular order, okay? So number one, I started a community for Zambian podcasters. I, listen, when I started it, I was thinking we would be like, you know, 10 in a room looking at each other awkwardly. (laughs) But a week or so later, we are at 70. And listen, it is flourishing. People are already linking up and networking. Collaborations are happening. We have an expert series workshop starting up. Oh my goodness. It's going to be amazing workshops to help us level up our podcasts. It's a proper vibe. And can I just give a big shout out to the coordinating committee? Thank you so much for volunteering. I'm just, I'm so excited about this space. So if you are Zambian and you're a podcaster and you want to be in a community, please do find us on Twitter or Instagram at ZPodHub. Send a direct message and we will get you in, get you in. Okay. Number two. I know I start every episode with Hello Beautiful, (laughs) but there are some great men that also listen to the podcast. Shout out to Rodney Kombe. He is a listener of the podcast. Thank you so, so much. But I still think that guys can be beautiful. Yes? No? Yes. (laughs) Number three, my tribes. Oh, sweetness. I love my tribes. They really come through. I feel like I have three main ones. So the first one is, um, we call ourselves, long story, six strangers, now six friends. And these women are smashing life goals. And yet they're doing it on their terms without trying to see themselves burn out, you know, like too much in the masculine. I love the example of who they are to me and I can see the possibilities of what I can do in my own life. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of them. So this month I had a really, really bad slump and they came through in a big way and they lifted me up. 
like i love you guys so much i i love you so so much number four my african female podcasters tribe long story short we have a community of the dopest female podcasters who are of african descent so they are on the continent they are in other countries and these women have the best podcasts i i'm just gonna shout out and just say they have the best podcasts if it were not for them I would have quit podcasting a long time ago. Listen, when my editor suddenly quit on me, the women in this community jumped on a call with me to show me what to do. Even with starting Zed Pod Hub, I tapped into the community to guide me and they always come through. There's so many examples I can give, but they always come through. And I just love the way that we celebrate each other. So number five, I have to celebrate by people by people guys so adele onyango of legally clueless podcast has been nominated for the best podcast of the year award in africa under apva the association of african podcasters and voice artists ah, epic. <laughs> can your friends even Feife. Now, listen, Feife is a legend in podcasting and she's from Nigeria. She's a producer and she has been selected as top five out of 80 people for a prestigious sound editing fellowship with Audio Girls Africa. Yes! Yes, girl! Yes! And then my personal favorite. I shouldn't have favorites, but you know what? We've already established that I cannot contain myself. So my favorite is Mo from the Mo Sibyl podcast and she and her husband finalized their adoption of the most beautiful, beautiful girl. And I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. The joy I have for these people is so deep. I love them so, so much. So my third tribe are my male friends. Like these dudes are dope. <laughs> Now, special shout out to Kay because he is taking plates today. And if you're not Zambian, that basically means that he is starting the traditional ceremonies in terms of getting married. So, ah, Kay! <laughs> Yesterday, I sent him a dancing emoji and he's like, I can't interpret this. What does this mean? And I'm like, friend, that is my happy dance. I'm so happy. Whoa, my friend is getting married, dude. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, not normal, but it's okay. <laughs> so all of my male friends, I love you all so dearly for who you are in my life. And number seven, wait, my numbers are running out. <laughs> How are we at seven already? Ah, okay, so do you see why I go over 10? But anyway, um, so my number seven is... Wait, I have to select this carefully. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So Africana Woman with Chulu Podcast came in at number seven. Hey, lucky number seven. <laughs> On the Zambia Top 10 Podcasters chart. Friend, the mere fact that we are there. Ha. <laughs> I was like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the best part. My sister, Nancy Mulemwasisi, also made the list with Concrete Pastures. Now, if you guys don't know this, Concrete Pastures is um, produced by Africana Woman Media. Ah! 
So we have two shows on the top ten. Hey, Jehovah God, Jehovah God. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so number eight, my family. Oh, I love them. So first of all, <clears throat> I thought I was over the top, but my mother put up this post yesterday that was even dancing. I was like. I, I laughed so hard. Like, she's so dramatic. But guys, me, I'm difficult. I know this. I'm stubborn, set in my ways, but they support me through and through. I feel like it's like a creative family. And creatives, you know, it's creatives can be a bit batty. <laughs> different. Okay, we call ourselves different. So they just, they just are so supportive. They post everything I do. They find guests for me. They talk about me. Um, in the closed doors, they are amazing. I kid you not, my son shows everyone the podcast, like everyone in his life. <laughs> Yesterday, um, he had come from a long drive and he said, you know, I heard somebody on the radio, this woman on the radio, her name starts with um, L, and she would be amazing on the podcast. You should get her. I'm just like, ah, I love my family. <laughs> So I love you, mommy. I love you, Pumpe. I love you, Amara. And I just love my family. They're just so dope. Number nine. Uh, okay, guys. I was having a less than perfect day yesterday. Yeah. And then I opened my IG and we three queens shared an IG story about this podcast. I went to faint. <laughs> I love We Three Queens. It's also a podcast. It's We Three Queens. Oh my goodness. Like you guys celebrate singers, actors, and so on. Do you boo? Do you? But these these women, these are the real deal. You know, last week Lelo said she said, I want Africans to not just look wealthy but to be wealthy. And you know, wealth is not just about having money, but it's it's also an abundance in your relationships, career, family, health, and life in general. And that is true wealth, my darling. These queens are all of that and more. So please go check out their podcast. I would recommend you go and find them on YouTube, but you can also find them on um, podcast apps. But just see them and see that they are real and they are thriving and they are so beautiful. And every time they show up correct, please. Oh my goodness. I feel like every African woman should be listening to We Three Queens. If you're not, you need to respect yourself and listen. <laughs> so you guys, but can we talk about the comments? I, I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> so I quote, such a great podcast. Hashtag African narratives. Hashtag great questions. <laughs> and a voice you want to listen to. Oh, Jesus. So subscribe. Hashtag go crush on Chulu. Hashtag African podcasters. I fainted. I fainted. <laughs> so thank you so much, We Three Queens. This made my day. Okay, number 10. Let's go to number 10. There I was, feeling gorgeous, people showing love here and there. 
<laughs> if you haven't heard this sound on reels, please find it. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so I stumble on the APVA page because, you know, they're dripping out their nominees um, for the awards. And friends, what do I see? Hey, Africana woman with Chulu has been nominated for Best Society and Culture Podcast Award 2022. What? <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be screaming in your ear, but I, I'm literally screaming inside. Ah, my God, my God. They had over 2,000 nominations across their awards and we made it to the top five in a category. Do you know how big that is? Mind blown. I saw this last night and I have danced for Africa. I think I was dancing in my sleep. Family, you did this. The fact that you listen to this podcast, you did this. I honestly don't even care about the results. I'm just so happy to be on the list. <laughs> but when voting starts, ne? um, and it starts on the 1st of July. Please show up in numbers. <laughs> Do the thing. So thank you, APVA. Thank you to you, my support system. And thank you, listeners. Ah, thank you, God. Without all of you, I would not have got here. So that is my top 10. And trust me, trust me when I say this, that there's still more. There's actually still more. Actually, can I just add one more? It's not on my list. But if you follow me on socials, you know that I turned Kumishi Garden into an Airbnb. So I set it up this weekend. Ugh, in my former life, I was an interior decorator. Yo, it just feels so lush, so beautiful. Ah, I'm so excited. So I'm very grateful about that as well. Now, this is my top 10 for this week. And guys, can you imagine waking up every day with this kind of energy, this joy and hype in your life? What that does for your spirit and gets you motivated for the day. And I know that you've heard celebrities or self-development gurus talk about, you know, having a gratitude journal and you're thinking, oh, this is just, it's impossible. I don't have anything, you know, but this is what they mean. And this is the power of attracting good things in your life. You are literally rewiring your brain to look for good things in your life. Instead of going to the negative as a default. So I highly recommend that you start a gratitude journal. It may be tough at the beginning, but stick with it. And soon you'll be waking up to joy every morning. There's been so much to celebrate and I am so full of gratitude and joy. Now, as you know, the 100th episode is on 24th September. Go to the show notes to sign up for our live recording and join the celebrations. It's gonna be lit. Ah! I, in my mind, all I see is dancing, but <laughs> never mind. So we are also hosting our first wellness retreat for women and it's called Know Your Roots, Grow Your Purpose and it will be on the 29th to the 31st of July. I am so psyched for this. We have some spots open. Sign up if you are ready for a radical change in your life. Find the link in the show notes. So um, can you believe, I know I've been unruly, but can you believe that this is not a solo episode? <laughs> it's not. 
not. I know. I actually sat down with the beautiful Grace Onions and we talked about pursuing our dreams and being healthy to actually enjoy our life, right? Now, please grab your tea, coffee, chai, hot chocolates, whatever is your vibe and enjoy this conversation. Grace Onions is definitely no stranger to TV screens across the USA. Her popularity continues to increase as she graduated into show business via the catwalk as an agency represented model. Born and raised in Southern Africa, she is the middle child of seven children who brings an eclectic touch to the melting pot of the growing TV and film industry in Dallas, Texas. She has interviewed numerous celebrities, to name a few, the Braxtons, Dr. Sherry, Tamela Mann, Cool Modi, Miss J of AMTM, and numerous more in Dallas and New Orleans, where she was among the select few radio hosts that interviewed mega stars that performed and attended the Essence Magazine Music Festival. One of her greatest passions currently is writing, and she is the author of an upcoming book that is soon to be released, a tribute to her late father, who was an English and history teacher. I'm very, very excited to welcome Grace to the Africana Woman podcast. Hi! Hi, how are you? I'm good. Just to let the audience know, we have been, there have been so many technical difficulties, but we're finally here and we're very excited to have this conversation. So yeah, I guess let's get started. My first question is always, what is your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory actually was me as a child in school, actually, with making my first closest friends that I had. Because at home, I usually just used to play with my sisters. So, yeah, that's my first childhood memory that I have. Having my closest friends that I had in kindergarten, and that was at Lusaka Infant School in Zambia. So, tell us about your heritage. I'm originally from Zimbabwe. But I was born in Zambia, so my, you know, my heritage is both Zimbabwean and Zambian. Ah, lovely. So your house must have been very loud with seven children. <laughs> oh, yeah, very. And it's five girls, so, you know, uh, oh, it, wow. it was pretty... Yeah, it was pretty loud. I have wonderful memories because most of them were my older sisters and... I've learned a lot from them. Mm. So how did you find yourself in Texas? We came in in Texas basically to do business. That's how I came here. Well, my husband and I were entrepreneurs. My husband was an architect, got a contract here. And that's how we found ourselves here. And how are you finding it? How long have you been there? It's been a while now, yeah, uh, 20, yeah over, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you've got a very interesting career path, I guess, lots of interests that have come through, um, you know, a model, model coach, guest speaker, TV and radio. How do you find all the time to do all of these things? Right now, I'm not really modeling, but I was. 
But the juggling, because the thing is, I'm also a registered nurse by profession. So it's a very flexible, it's, a, it's one of those jobs that are very flexible because we get to choose whether we want to be PRN, whether you want to be full-time. And um, at the same time, so was my modeling. That was also very much, I mean, because you work when an assignment is there. The other nice thing too about working here in the States is that you can set your hours as well. Mm. Usually like when you, yeah, where you work, you set your own hours when you would like to work, which is very different from, you know, back home in Africa where everything is kind of like seven to five and all that. Yeah. So it's helped me a lot. And I work in the evening hours. I worked as an evening nurse. So what keeps you busy right now? What keeps me busy right now? (laughs) A lot of things. I have a lot of things that I do from writing and hosting and I still do shoots, you know, believe it or not, I still do, you know, shoots. Yeah. And then right now, um, at the moment, I'm really focused on trying to get my next project that I'm planning. I am actually trying to start up a group, um, an organization. Primarily, I'm going to start within uh, Malawi and Zimbabwe. But hopefully, too, I'll be able to do it in Zambia. And the reason why I want to start with Malawi, because I think Malawi really should be the primary place to start it. So what I'm trying to do is to get women. It's not even just women, even men in general, because they're very... People are very industrious in Malawi, but the poverty rate is quite high there. So what I was trying to do is, because they have extremely talented people, they can make anything. You know, if you throw away a tin can, they will make a pot. So they will make a cup. They, you know, they, they can make anything. Problem is, I think they need guidance with what to make. And also another thing that I wanted them to understand is also value. There's a lot of ebony wood in Malawi. And it's just very sad that when you go to Malawi, there's tons of wood carvings that they sell, you know, in the streets for literally, you know, pennies. I'm not happy about them cutting trees. I'm very much a nature conservative. I'm not happy about because those trees take hundreds of years to grow and to mature. They take hundreds of years. And these people are just chopping them down and, you know, carving something that they will sell for less than a dollar even sometimes. So what I was thinking was to kind of diversify what they are doing and use probably, you know, cheaper woods like pine, but make things that are used by consumers, not just necessarily to put in the house and hang on the wall. Because it happens that a lot of them are doing that but if you talk to them, you know, and you stop over, they'll tell you that, oh, I only sold one thing today or I didn't sell anything, you know. As long as I can sell one thing, at least I know, you know, uh, my kids are going to eat. So basically what I'm trying to do is to make them understand that you have a talent and you can make this talent, in, you know, turn this talent into a business, but they just need to understand what sells, you know, and what is competitive. Because right now, everybody sells curious in Africa. You know that. You know, you can go to any country. Everybody sells curious on the streets. But how many tourists do we get? 
South Africa, maybe, yeah, because they have, you know, millions of people that come, you know, in the country. But Malawi is not quite there yet. What I'm trying to introduce is, is to make them um, understand that you can make things that can be used in a home mm-hmm. where even your locals will, will purchase from you if it's made the right way, you know, like storage baskets. You know, if you're, you're going to make, you know, salad bowls and spoons and, and things that can be used in a home that are well made, you know, they will, they will buy them, you know, at a reasonable price. And I think once you elevate that, and then so what I'm trying to do is get like artists as well that can assist them in, you know, the creative part, because, you know, um, that's not really my, you know, forte, but uh, that is something that I'm trying to to introduce to them so that, you know, hopefully they will understand. And then the other thing too is being aware of the resources, you know, that are around them. I watched this movie. It was about the boy that harnessed the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I watched that movie and, um, you know, I, I sort of think in, you know, in different ways, but watching the movie and these people couldn't get any source of food because obviously the rains didn't come. And I thought it was really sad that, you know, life has, has become that bad where they're just solely dependent on the crops that they grow and solely dependent on water that comes from the rain. Part of it is also, you know, coming from not having the understanding of how to harness water, teaching them also ways of collecting, you know, rainwater that you can store. Because Malawians are very hardworking, but it's just, you know, you, you just need somebody, to, you know, to show them, you know, how to do it. Like, you know, when they build their hut, they, they can also dig an underground tank that will store water. And, you know, there's, I mean, there's lots of clay around there. And they are very good potters, actually. There's so much that I've seen that they are able to do. And so that was one of the things that, that was, it was always in my mind, even when I lived there, if that was the one thing that I always said, you know, what, you know, how can I make a difference? You know, because it just used to, it used to sadden me actually, because they are so talented. They can do so much, but I think they just needed the guidance. And then I felt helpless too, because I didn't know where to start from. So um, being here too has helped me, you know, to show me where I can get the help. And then hopefully too, I mean, when I go to Zim, Zim is also, a, uh, it's a different issue. There it's really the economy that's affected, you know, affected them. But I also think they could also do with not just doing what everybody is doing, being more diversified. And I think that's, that's, that's not a problem that's in Zim only, actually. I think it's a universal problem. But right now, you know, that's my main goal is to really highlight that because something needs to be done. And um, I just feel like, you know, everybody talks about, oh, the economy is so bad and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the uh, Mugabe, this and that. But I don't want to look at it the political way. You know, I think, you know, we just need to do something about it, you know, And, and it's doable. I believe it's really doable. It's just a matter of, getting people that that are willing actually to also assist and hopefully maybe from this podcast too we might get some you know people that might have some suggestions but that is one of the things that I want to do and obviously people will say oh but then also education and all you know Malawi is big I mean it may look like a small country but they have a big population because I think we have a tendency you know to think 
that, okay, you know, this is the way things are done, start from A, you know, to B. But sometimes you just have to look at what problem, it, you know, to set our priorities rather. What I've seen is that when people are hungry, it's very difficult to start thinking about going to school, you know, and sending your child to school, let alone raising money to send your child to school, because education is not free in Malawi. That's another thing, too, that people don't know. That's one of the things I'm trying to do is introduce them ways of making money, you know, from the resources that are available around you. That's a wonderful. That's my mission. Yeah, that's a, a wonderful mm-hmm. project and quite a big one. But I have confidence that you can get it off its feet. Yeah, well, um, I also think once people get started, it will create a life of its own mm-hmm. where, you know, it can catch on. That's what I'm hoping. But it it is a, a big pro- project, but I'm just thinking small, you know, just one thing at a time, and then we'll see if it will create a, a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Great. So you're also interested in, you know, promoting health and wellness. Where did that interest come from? So the health and wellness, and I have to say, even though I'm a nurse myself, you know, when I came here, when I was uh, studying and all, I was shocked at a lot of, you know, the w- the way um I know people say, oh, our food is organic and, oh, we are very healthy, which is very true. Actually, Africa still has an abundance of food. And not only that, the food is of real good quality, you know, very good quality food. And I know it myself because when I go there, I can tell when I taste the food. But the problem that's happening is the urbanization as well. People are beginning to form very bad habits you know, with the fast foods that are opening up and all that. And I know the one particular thing that's really stuck, you know, stuck. And I was like, I never forget. And this was from my uh, nutrition teacher. When she talked about margarine, I was totally flabbergasted because it's true. You know, if you take margarine, you put it on a table, margarine will just, it, it won't melt no matter how hot it is. Margarine does not melt. So you know what she told us? The way it stays like that is how it stays in your veins and arteries. And you know how much margarine people buy because it's cheaper than butter. So that was one of the things that really stuck out. And then the vegetable oil. And I don't know why people have stopped, you know, using peanut oil, you know. Well, you know, it could be also because people have allergies, but that's really rare. In fact, I only heard of peanut allergy when I came here. But people now are using vegetable oil, and apparently that that's, I think, omega-6, omega-7 oil, which is one of the worst things you can put in your body. They are so corrosive, you know, to your arteries and veins, and but nobody is talking about it because obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, we have large corporate markets, you know, that are selling, I mean, I, I can't mention the names, but, you know, we have a lot of them that are selling these brands and here in the US too, you know, people are just beginning, you know, to become aware that butter and thing. But the nice thing about it here is that there's so much, you know, information available. The only problem in Africa is that it's so many people that have you know cell phones. It's so many people that have computers and it's really mostly people who are privileged 
well, hopefully that, you know, that, uh, that is one thing that will change, you know, I, you know, once we get started. That's something that I have in the pi- uh, pipeline as well, is to get, you know, like bloggers to start talking more, you know, about health and wellness in Africa. And health, health begins in the gut. It's what you eat. You need to know how to get it out too. <laughs> Eating the right foods, the process will be natural. You know, you'll eat it and get it out, you know, in, 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 the, in the right way. But I have a friend who lost her, her husband. Uh, he was diabetic. They thought something was done to him because he had a stroke. But I only learned after becoming a nurse that the stroke was really because of the diabetes. But he wasn't aware and they discovered he was diabetic. Mm. So, and, yeah, so this is why, you know, primary health is very important very important in that at least once a year go to the doctors get a you know get your family to get a you know thorough checkup you know to make sure that everything is okay which is i mean i know people do it but i'm i'm now thinking of the masses i'm not i'm not thinking of people who are aware of it this is about you know grass we're talking about people at grassroots level that need to be educated on the fact because you know, we have government, you know, public hospitals. I mean, we have private as well, but we have public hospitals. And they will definitely prefer a, pers- a person that prevents than cure. Mm. Yeah. So um, it is a lot, but I mean, it sounds like it's a lot, but it is doable. I think we just need to get more people out there to get the information out. Just like, I mean, cell phones, it wasn't everybody that had a cell phone, but word got around, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So So how would you advise, um, let's say somebody listening to this podcast on where they can get trustworthy information? Because as much as the, you know, the internet has made it, Mm -hmm. you know, the world smaller, um, Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's also just that worry that the information that you're getting may not necessarily be true. So how do, how does one assess whether this is like correct information or it's just, you know, something someone has made up? Right. There's a lot of um, websites on health, but the one that uh, I would, you know, um, and I, I have no affiliation whatsoever, but WebMD is, is known for that. And there's also the uh, U.S. government um, health um, dot uh, gov. You you should be able to get um, information on that too. And it's free. They actually you can uh, print a pamphlet. It's free of charge. There's a lot of sites. You know, I just don't want to start mentioning others because you know um, I don't know if I can. But yeah, I do no, know with I think it's yeah. it's more to do with you know as much yeah. as there are many sites how like just being able to assess and say okay is this like a, a yeah and I know I'm, I'm yeah Americans are very generous people I don't think they would mind anybody looking you know up on their sites and yeah yeah okay. Mm-hmm. So you said that you'd want to get more um, 
well, I guess people talking about it. So um, I heard you say that you were you were thinking about approaching bloggers. Was there are there any other approaches on how you'd want um, to spread more awareness about our health and wellness? So for, uh, for the moment, I've actually started uh, with bloggers because they've they've been the most eager people. But I'm hoping that uh, once we do that. The the blog because you know it's bloggers that are all over you know, the world that are, you know are willing to you know to to start that. But we also have a lot of um, African bloggers that are inter- that would be interested in uh, writing um, about that because most of them you know I mean everybody has their own interests. But I feel you know um, we have to start from somewhere, and right now that's the most you know accessible. Um, thing I can think of right now at the moment be in touch with some people in the um, health sector as well and uh, see how they can help us lovely so you are a very very busy person you know you've got projects and um, you're also working in radio right that is correct okay what type of um, show do you do so um, I, I, I don't personally have a show, but right now my focus is on health. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, giving advice on health. Ah, I see, I see. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much an extension of what um, I want to go come and do when I come to, uh, to Africa. Hopefully we'll get some hosts that will, you know... Um, introduce that and I don't even know you know if there are any shows right now you know that address um, health issues but I do know in uh, in Zambia they did before but um, I don't know if that's still on <laughs> mm. but I, I really think it's a very uh, it's a big issue health is a big issue because people I mean I don't want to I, I don't want to show the grim side of it but you know, honestly um I've witnessed people die unnecessarily, but at the time, you know, I wasn't really aware, you know, but a lot of people have died when they could have lived. Mm. And to me, that's just, you know, it's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Within your, um, your close circle, um, you know, and your circle of influence, Mm-hmm. What has been the response like, um, you know, when you tell them about these these types of topics? Oh, huge. I mean, like, I mean, we, I, t- I mean, my nursing colleagues, we talk about this. And the thing is, there's a lot of nurses actually in the U.S. from Africa as well. And they all talk about what I'm talking what we're talking about right now. They all, you know, say the same thing that, you know, and then also uh, the other thing, too, is uh, cultural beliefs as well. Believing that the person didn't die, somebody did, you know, something to them and juju and stuff like that. Yeah. So we are um, uh, we're trying to let, you know, everybody know that some of these things are not really, you know, what you think they are. But, you know, tell them in a nice way, <laughs> let them understand, you know, where the problem, you know, really is. Mm. The problem is basically in um, the way we look after ourselves. People don't really care much for 
I mean, Africans value life. I mean, like any other human being, you know, I mean, they value life just as much. The only um, issue is just the lack of knowledge. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I just want people to understand that I'm speaking, I know there's a lot of well-educated, you know, Africans, you know, back there in Africa as well. But I'm, I'm not speaking to those that already are, are very aware of themselves. And I know there are people, I, I used to be one of them too. I know there are people that, you know, um, care about health, you know, and wellness uh, back home. But I'm talking about the majority, mm-hmm. you know, the impoverished, the people who can't even afford, you know, to catch a bus. Mm. you know, to go, to go to the hospital, you know, the hospital. Those are the people that I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's why to me, health, I mean, it's very important. Maintenance health is very important for people like that. They need to know how to eat, eat healthy. They're very mobile though. Africans are very fit. You know, they, a lot of them do a lot of walking, you know, they do a lot of walking, but I think, some of the issues are, it's, you know, sugar was introduced to us. Sugar, sugar was never really our... Eating sugar cane is actually healthier than eating processed, you know, sugar. Mm-hmm. We were never l- like that by nature. Yeah. That was introduced when the colonialists came. And, uh, and there was a reason behind it. That's another thing that people don't understand. If you go to Australia, it was the same thing. They introduced them to syrup and sugar and... Till today, they are actually the Aborigines never had diabetes before until the colonial colonialists came in and they started introducing and they hooked on it and now they have the highest rate of uh, diabetes mm. in in um, in Australia. It's the same issue with Africa. Same thing. You know, we hardly eat sugar. In fact, desserts and sweets are not part of our diet. Yeah, that's yes, our dessert. Our dessert is fruit. Yeah, that's fruit. it. Yeah, you know, it's fruit. Yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, I know. I mean, I I believe. I really believe that any little you know thing, any little thing that uh, anybody can contribute, you know, towards making somebody you know healthy, mm-hmm. will help. Yeah. You tell one family, the mother, in, you know, she, she's the, you know, the mother that cooks in the home and you educate those mothers. It spreads, you know, and before you know it, you know, it's the same way here too. People eat very unhealthy here, but now it's caught on. Everybody's going organic, you know, the people, you know, are, in fact, McDonald's has just introduced a, a veggie book. <laughs> Okay. But I mean, that's just to show you where, you know, which trend we are, you know, going towards. So, So do you have any final thoughts around entrepreneurship or health and wellness that you want to share with the audience? Everybody's an entrepreneur, you know, and even, even those that have never tried it, everybody's an entrepreneur. I think you just have to find your passion. How do you find your passion? I think it's just basically the things that you enjoy doing. Because a lot of us, you know, end up doing things that that we never really intended, you know, to do. 
but because it was the fastest way of earning a living. So what I say is, of course, don't leave your job. <laughs> Continue working, but I think follow your heart. Do what you enjoy. Create a career out of it. I mean, there are people who draw. You can do a lot of things now, especially with the internet. You can do so much with art right now. And, and once upon a time, people who are artists could barely bring food on the table. But also part of it, the secret, though, was not understanding what, you know, what kind, what kind of art brings money or, you know, to diversify, you know, what you enjoy doing. So basically, yeah, I, I just think, you know, uh, everybody should follow their art. But everyone is an entrepreneur. I, I believe so. Grace, please let us know, how do people contact you? How do they support you? Obviously, you've got these lovely projects that you're doing, and the more, the merrier. So how do people get in contact? They can be on my Twitter, Grace of the Fuse. I don't want to put up my link yet because I have a website that's coming up. I can give it to you. or If they can DM me on, uh, on my Twitter account, that would be great. Fantastic. All right, Grace, this has been a lovely conversation. I'm so glad we managed to have it. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with the Africana Woman community. And I thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. Disclaimer, my mother made this conversation possible. So she's actually Auntie Grace. Well, actually, I've been adopted. <laughs> so it's Mommy Grace. I don't know how many of you have a mommy grace, but um, I wish you could see her. She has such a beauty and grace, just like her name. And, you know, our mothers that were raised to, to be proper ladies, you know, in the way that they speak, sit and dress, everything. That is mommy grace. What I love about her story is that age has not restricted or limited her dreams, not giving away her age because a lady never tells, but she has huge dreams and a desire to leave a legacy. And you know, you guys, we are legacy builders in the Africana woman community. So like she said, it doesn't have to be a big dream and you do not have to have a lot of money just start and see where the flow takes you. Build that legacy. I know there are a lot of listeners who are, you know, mature women who have been in corporate careers and are contemplating what the next iteration and season of their life is. Sometimes you think that, oh, my life wasn't as fulfilling in this job. And, you know, you did so many things out of obligation. And I think what Grace demonstrates is that dreams are for everyone, no matter what age you are. And you can start today. Just make the choice to take that first step. You know, at Africana Woman, we give our guests their roses right now. Please find Grace on Twitter at Grace on the Fuse. Tell her you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag us. We desire to keep the conversation going. The mission of Africana Woman has always been to tell more African women's stories. One of the ways that we're doing this is by helping you start your own podcast. 
If you have a burning idea and you're interested in launching a podcast, but you don't know where to start from, contact us at AfricanaWoman at gmail.com. Your story is important. My playground is Instagram. Find me at Chulu by Design. Tag me, tell your friends about the Africana Woman podcast. And again, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, because that helps us spread the word about the show to more African sisters out there. So talk to you soon. This has been a production of Africana Woman Media.